I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Apple's Vision Pro might not be living up to its pro status. And no, this is not my claim. Despite being marketed as a top-tier device, multiple reports are suggesting that quite a number of folks are actually returning their Vision Pros. To be fair, we're still missing solid numbers to really nail down the strength. However, according to Bloomberg, the return frequency varies from store to store, with smaller ones dealing with just a couple of returns daily, while the big stores might be handling over eight returns in a single day. Which brings us to the question: Why are people returning their Vision Pros? Well, in a previous episode, we told you that the Vision Pro is heavy, heavy enough to make a user feel uncomfortable. They roughly weigh around 600 to 650 grams, and this seems like one of the big reasons as to why even Apple fanboys are returning their Vision Pros. Another issue is motion sickness. Some users are saying that they are unable to last more than 10 to 15 minutes after wearing the Vision Pro without feeling queasy. From gripes about pounding headaches to worries about dry red eyes from staring at the screen too long, it's a mixed bag of discomfort. But the main issue is actually the visual experience. When it comes to a mixed reality headset like the Vision Pro, you'd expect visuals that are as close to reality as possible, right? But many people are saying that the displays have too much glare and a disappointingly narrow field of view. In fact, Nilay Patel, editor in chief at The Verge, noted in his review that wearing the Vision Pro feels like peering through binoculars. And since we are talking about Vision Pro reviews, I cannot not mention Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg's scathing comments. In a video posted on his Instagram account, he listed a bunch of features that he felt were better on the Quest, including a brighter screen. A wider field of view, more immersive content, and the lighter weight. He even went on to say, and I quote him, "I think the Quest is a better product. Period." And just FYI, Meta's Quest costs five hundred dollars and weighs only one twenty grams. Perhaps this also hints at how, in the coming days, Meta could capitalize on what appears to be Apple's struggle in the mixed reality scene. Should Apple be worried? For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury, and this is the deep dive for 20th February 2024. Here's something you relate to if you're from India. Indians treat antibiotics like candies. People here love to self-medicate themselves with antibiotics for common ailments like, say, fever or cough or even sore throats. Got a cold? Just pop in a Zithromycin, bro. Sore throat? Here, take some amoxicillin. You know what I mean? Even Indian doctors prescribe them rather freely. For that matter, pharmacies are ready to sell prescription drugs without any prescription. And this kind of antibiotic abuse is creating a huge public health threat in India. Let me explain. Yes, antibiotics are a modern miracle that helps saves millions of lives, given that they are prescribed and taken in the right dosages. But in India, the problem is overprescription, self-medication, and regulatory gaps, which are the leading causes of antimicrobial resistance or AMR, which is when bacteria, viruses, fungi, or parasites no longer respond to medicines, leading to the development of what we commonly call superbugs. 
But why am I saying it's a public health crisis? Well, consider this. According to a 2021 Lancet report, bacterial AMR has claimed nearly 4.95 million lives globally, with low- and middle-income countries where regulations are weak being at high risk. And as for India, well, it's a total hotspot. Here, the AMR-related casualties are staggeringly high, at 300,000 recorded deaths in 2019 alone, including that of newborn babies. And add to this another morbid fact. India is also among the nations with the highest burden of bacterial infections, where at least 4 million children aged 5 years or less die from infections like pneumonia. Now that's like being stuck between the devil and the deep sea. And this is why the UN views AMR as a serious health issue that has to be tackled with as much urgency as the Ebola or the HIV crisis. But what is India doing about it? Well, one state in particular, Kerala, is addressing this problem with a singular focus. So in January 2024, the State Drugs Control Department of Kerala launched Operation Amrit, or Antimicrobial Resistance Intervention for Total Health, aiming to completely stop over-the-counter sale of antibiotics without prescriptions by the end of 2024. In fact, the state has actually been on this mission since 2018 when it launched the Kerala Antimicrobial Resistance Strategic Action Plan. As the Economic Times reports, Kerala has been developing statewide antibiotic clinical guidelines and doing a lot of grassroots-level outreach work in villages and small family health centers. Now, one of the things that the state is trying to do is educate common folks on why not to purchase antibiotics with older prescriptions, for instance, or explain how harmful it is to prematurely stop an antibiotic course. Now, in terms of national-level intervention, in 2011, the National Center for Disease Control, or the NCDC, launched the National Policy for Containment of AMR, whose objectives included introducing a surveillance system of 30 network labs in the country to look into data around AMR and promote rational use of antibiotics, create awareness among doctors and common citizens, etc. Then, in 2017, India also launched the National Action Plan on AMR. Yet, you know, the pandemic period saw a rampant use of antibiotics, not just in India, but all over the world. And if you want some perspective on just how much Indians overuse antibiotics, a recent survey by NCDC of 20 Indian hospitals showed that 55% of the patients surveyed were prescribed antibiotics as preventives. Only 45% were given antibiotics to actually treat infections. And get this, only 6% were prescribed antibiotics after identifying the specific bacterial infection. And so the kind of problem that this kind of antibiotic abuse is creating is the TB problem, for example. India, which has the highest number of TB cases in the world, is also witnessing cases of multi-drug-resistant TB infections. So can you imagine how hard it is going to be to treat TB? Now, of course, along with raising awareness, we also need to develop new classes of antibiotics for damage control. But there are lots of regulatory and financial hurdles in this line, which end up discouraging pharmaceutical companies to actively develop new antibiotics to deal with AMR. So for now, it looks like India has to rely on Kerala's game plan. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. 
This episode was researched, written and produced by me, Shorbury and Manaswini. Edited by Venkat Anand. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.